Blog Talk Radio. Don't worry, be happy. 
hurry, be happy. Don't worry, don't worry, don't do it. Be happy. Put a smile on your face. Don't bring everybody down like this. Don't worry. It will soon pass, whatever it is. Don't worry, be happy. I'm not worried. Healing. Healing for your heart, your soul, your life. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio's hottest new show, Connections, with your host, Cindy Summer. Cindy and her guests from around the world share wisdom of the ages with topics that will heal, touch, and inspire. You'll learn that with the universe, there are no odds against you, just the allowing of all that is for you to show up. Connections is where healing is the norm, not the exception. Connections with Cindy Summer is sponsored in part by LifelineInvestigations.com with offices and affiliates throughout the world. World-class investigation and protection services. First-class results. LifelineInvestigations.com And now, here's your host, Cindy Summer. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Cindy Summer, and I'm your host. This is Connection with Cindy Summer, and I am so, so excited about tonight's show. Thank you for joining us on this uh, wonderful day. Uh, Big shout-out to my kids, Christine and Stephen Summer out there in Seattle. So amazing to be on the line with you tonight. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in via the web or calling in 347-850-1090. Get on your phone and text that out to your friends. We'd love to hear all of you calling in and coming in the chat. So thank you, thank you, thank you. What an amazing day. It's just uh, uh, an awesome day to be alive on the planet. I've got, uh, we've got a great friend here. Our, Our friend Libby is visiting from Mississippi. Woohoo! <laughs> I can hear uh, some people shouting. And uh, so we're excited to have uh, Libby in town. And we well, just came from the Triplets live Facebook video. How cool was that? We learned how to line dance. And uh, what a great way to uh, kick off the night before coming over to uh, do this show tonight with my very wonderful guest, Heather. So um, a shout-out to the Triplets. If you don't know about them, check them out on Facebook, the thetripletsband.com. All right. <laughs> um, we'll wait for payment in the mail, Sylvia. <laughs> so thankful to have this time with you. Connections with Cindy Summer, we welcome Heather Ellis Drake. And um, I want to tell you a little bit about her before I bring her live on the air. Heather uh, Ellis of New Zealand says she came uh, back from the dead with a mission to ease the suffering of others. Heather died for just under four minutes on the operating table while suffering a brain aneurysm. While in that state, Heather says she met God that gave her the spiritual gifts necessary to heal people and a message to be shared with everyone. 
She says, I was given this gift to be able to bring to you that all is well. No matter what you're going through, no matter how much pain, all is well. She says, people need to know that there is life after a trauma. There is life after death, and you will never, ever be given anything you cannot handle. Before her near-death experience, Heather, now 50, was a nurse manager and a life coach working with youth and dysfunctional families. The aneurysm occurred in October 1999, just weeks after giving birth. It just happened, she says. I was standing there one minute at the kitchen sink, and then boom, it just hit. The aneurysm had burst. At that stage, some people die instantly, not Heather. For a week, her body was in a coma-like state, but she was acutely aware of her surroundings. I could hear everything, she says. I could feel everything. Sometimes I could see everything, but I couldn't communicate. Her pain was so immense, she wanted to die. It was during the clipping operation done in Christchurch that her near-death experience occurred. Her consciousness went somewhere else. She was in a hallway with an entity at the end, and it took the form of a man and was pure white. She says, I was frightened. His eyes were so piercing and his beings so glorious that she felt ashamed to look. It told her that her life mission was to help others and that there is no hate in perfect love. Heather calls this her grand conversation with God. I could have gone if I so chose. I chose to come back to help others. The gift she was given, she says, enables her to see a person's aura and where the body's energies are not flowing as they should. Without touching patients, she can work on blockages and thus she claims help a person heal from physical, mental, and spiritual illnesses. It took her two years to recover from the aneurysm. That included learning to speak, walk, read, and write again. I had to pre-program and relearn the everyday things. She wrote a book, and we'll talk about that more because it's changed significantly in the last couple weeks. But in it, she talks about how words can hurt, how choices affect outcomes, and how important it is to listen to the body and the heart. Always believe that if a door is shut on you, there will be another one that is open up for you. So she's worked with cancer patients, other people who have been affected by brain injuries, women unable to conceive, and even people struggling with relationship issues. If a person requires work outside of Heather's ability, she refers them to the appropriate healers. I'm so honored and excited to have Heather. I've worked with Heather now, and we've had many opportunities to work together. I'm so honored to have her. I'm going to bring her live without any further waiting. Heather, you are live on Connections with Cindy Summer. Hey. I'm so honored to have you. Thank Hi, you. Hi, Cindy. This is Hi. pretty incredible. You, <laughs> yes. Um, just listening to you 
read that out, it it takes you into that depth of love again, just listening you read that because of the love of of who you are. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you. Heather, I'm so excited to have you on the show. What an amazing story and what an amazing individual you are. You're so connected to the divine. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit more about what you do and how you work. What is it that you do? Okay, it, it, it basically is, Cindy, being that love. And I had to, in those moments of that despair, the brokenness, and believe me, I was stripped back in that moment of that aneurysm where homes had gone, children had gone, family had gone. So I was focusing in that moment and the anger that arose because everything was stripped. I had nothing left. So my journey for those times that I had to learn to walk and talk and when I was in that coma and being with God while I was sleeping, I had to really clear some some stuff away to be able to come back, if that makes sense. So I was taken into Absolutely. a healing a healing journey, a healing cleansing. And I'm not talking about the fact that I had lost everything. I'm talking about my entire history of the things that we do in our everyday life from the moment that we're born to the moment and where we are now. It was a total cleansing clear to become clear, a clear vessel a clear vessel to be able to be where I am today, to stand up in front of people. Most of my work, Cindy, is behind closed doors. I don't share clear about it, but because we're here, I'm going to talk a little bit more about it. You know, just before the show, we were speaking about prayers. Before we begin something, like um, the radio show, we go into prayer or before any healing event, we go into prayer, we cleanse and clear and call upon the angels to come in. But what we actually do is that we cleanse and clear ourselves. So the spoken word, if you would like to call it, comes through in a, in a higher perception and a clean, pristine way that a message is delivered. So my healing abilities, it's such a wonderful journey. And in the book, it's going to, I'm going to share with you later on. Just in one touch through that love, that deep, real love. And it's beyond the normal, I love him, or I love this food, or I love her. It's so deep. It's actually the love that, just one moment. Um, Sorry, my computer seems to be going a little bit crazy. And that deep love (laughs) is the healing. Yes. Yes. Um, You know, The Course in Miracles talks about bringing the ego to God. Because Mm -hmm. when we do that is to bring error to truth, where it stands Mm -hmm. corrected, because it's the opposite of what it meets. And so... Mm -hmm. I can, I can understand what you're saying. When you're doing any kind of healing work, you must let go of the ego and, and let that all of that disappear. And what, 
what I'm hearing you say is that there was a, a deep cleansing and a mm. deep preparation for the work that you were about to step into. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, um, I, I came onto this radio show, Cindy, basically it's because, you know, you've been doing these cleanse and clear events over the internet recently and I've attended a couple of them and when I first met you I knew that you had something yourself within the cleanse and clear that will help many 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 people across the planet and it was in an alignment of actually who I am hence the miracles that happen in our paths and our journey so the cleanse and clear okay. is so, so extremely important for me because if we're not that clear vessel, many things could happen for another human being if we're not that clear and cleaned. Yes, yes. You know, and I must um, speak about <clears throat> that, yeah. It's, uh, it takes me back because, you know, if you would have told me 20 years ago or even 10 years ago that I would be doing this healing work, <laughs> I would have said, right, <laughs> uh-huh, sure. But um, I look back now and I see the journey fully coming into its fruition. And every day is a learning journey. And yet what you're talking about, uh, cleansing and clearing and this this divine experience that you had, even though it was horrendous, it had to be. I have no comprehension of what it would be like to have to reassemble my life uh, mm-hmm. after an aneurysm. And it's, it's, it's like, you know, if somebody uh, has a loss and, you know, it's very difficult to understand uh, death and dying unless you've been there and you've mm-hmm. held that person and you know it intimately and so uh, you know I don't claim to know what you've been through but I can I can hear the purity in your voice and I love love working with you Heather such an honor so let's talk about this purifying cleanse that you're talking about this period of time after this aneurysm and what what happened during that time and how did you learn how did you grow and how did you get beyond that that moment um i was very blessed because jesus never left my side i Mm. he, he was my friend my confidant he um nurtured me he dried my tears of sorrow and pain and you know when I woke up from the coma I shared many 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 times even on national tv I heard everything a pin drop thousands and thousands of miles away so I was actually having to learn to live in the density of planet earth where um, people's pain you were feeling Uh, you could and to this day, I can hear the sounds and the thoughts in people's heads. And um, having to bring together 
um, uh, the the love and n- no judgment, but just that love for another human being, no matter who they were, no matter. And we're talking about ego now. I had to strip my ego down uh, so low that I'm Ellen. Just turn up. And it could be anyone that's standing in front of me that uh, has had the worst life. I was actually walking in Jesus' footsteps. And I had to let go of critical mind. Um, When I see something that is not correct, I cannot afford to judge that situation. Because every living human being on this planet is love. So it took me many years. And mm. even to this day, if I know that I'm going off track, you know, there's the likes of you. Uh, there's some beautiful people that have come into my world that have gone, uh-uh. And it's brought me back to having to be silent. But did you know that being silent, it's got the same letters as listen. So silent and listen. They are my two words that I get told often by God. Be silent and listen. So being in the in-between state, if that makes sense. So I'm actually, my brain waves settle down. My thought pattern settles down because we are human and we do our mind chatter just goes on continuously. But in that state of that beautiful breath and that right here, right now of pure love, that is where the miracle is for all humanity, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're going through. Because I actually did, I'm just so grateful with tears in my eyes. I am so grateful of my journey into death, into recovery, into such loss, into grand conversations with God, meeting people and how um, they used to explain how things should be, what I should be doing. But it's only just in the last Mm. possibly two months that it all came together for me. Like there was a little piece of a jigsaw puzzle that was missing. Because I was thought that I was the only one walking this earth plane. I mm. thought that I was oh, the only one that thought that way. And then I began meeting people like you. And of course, our beautiful friend, Loretta and Jennifer and all those people. You were the ones that gave me a gift of remembrance of actually why I am here because we all get distracted in how a healer should be or a miracle worker should be. We all get distracted um, and taken out basically. But what brought me back totally into my heart space and remembrance is having to do that cleanse and clear. I mean, you personally took me through, oh, you, you posted something Cindy, that was just so profound. You posted a um, Maggie, a, a show that you did a few years ago. Oh, the tribute. The yeah. tribute, yes. And I sat twice listening to that. 
that tribute mm. set off something else within myself that I actually didn't grieve my own death. You remind mm. me of something uh, so deep and so profound that I was blubbering. And you know what that was? I never cried. <laughs> I never cried. Wow. I threw tantrums. You know, I may have picked Jesus <laughs> in the sins a few times, but I never cried. So that's the gift. <laughs> that's the gift that you gave me to get back up again and to carry on my mission. So uh, thank you for that. <laughs> thank welcome. you for that. And, uh, you know, I just love talking with you. It just... Uh, you know, if you're out there, guys, and you know somebody that needs healing, that wants to talk to Heather, please uh, share this phone number, 347-850-1090. We're going to take a short break. I want you to hear this song. Um, you know, healing is an interesting topic, and your story certainly is profound and and uh, uh, so amazing. Uh, I, you know, we'll talk more during the show. But there are so many people out there that don't know that they can make it, that they can keep walking. And so I, I want to um, just share this song. I think it's uh, phenomenal. We'll be right back after this song with more on connections with Cindy Summer and Heather. Another heartbreak day Feels like you're miles away Don't even need no shade When your sun don't shine It ain't over yet, it ain't over yet So keep walking, so 
hold on, he'll get you through this Hold on, hold on, these are the promises I never will forget, I never will forget So hold on, hold on, the Lord ain't finished yet Hold on, hold on, he'll get you through this Hold on, hold on, these are the promises I never will forget, I never will forget I know your heart been broke again I know your prayers ain't been answered yet By the time I get them, you know, uh, just to share with you, they are completely broken physically, mentally, and spiritually. And I I never, ever bring up the word God, or I never bring up the word healing, mainly for the fact that this world is tattered and torn. And I tread gently. So as a believer before, I knew that there was something there. But to have to have this experience to become a believer in something, I wish that on no one. But then again, when you really think about it, that's where the world is today, in suffering, in pain. I I just simply have one word to say, what is it that the world is wanting? What is it that humanity is wanting? Is love. Love to be um, recognized, to feel worthy. 
when I was dying and I went along that hallway, that hallway is was like a cathedral. And when I went towards that figure in human form and piercing dark eyes, his eyes were so pure. I felt unworthy and that frightened me. So when I looked, I had to turn away and then I heard that voice and the sound of my head and I looked again and I felt unclean. I felt that I wasn't worth to be where I was. And then I looked again and then I finally got it. Each person, each human being on this earth plane, each animal, each creature is so worthy to be standing in the presence of all that is. So I just remembered about that and you do not need to be a believer because we all come from that same place. There are seven point something billion people on this planet and if you do an x-ray of us, each one of us, we all look the same internally. Mm. And yeah. that's all that matters of a human being is that if we can drop everything, our opinions or our critical minds or our judgment and jealousy, especially the jealousy then you become whole. And in that is where the healing takes place. So for me, uh, I accept everybody, no matter who you are, where you come from, what your belief is. And is there a God? Yes. Is there angels? Yes. Because they aren't anywhere but here. Heaven is actually on earth, but we have to have the the clear vision to be able to see it and receive it, and that is love. Wow. So so profound. I believe, I'm almost speechless. I believe, you know, God has placed an expression of God's will and love within each, every one of us. So deep within us, deep beneath the intellect, that will, it's a will of love you cannot, and it cannot be controlled, and it cannot dominate you, and you cannot use it, that love, to gain wealth, power, influence. The only thing that you can do is submit to it, like go down onto your hands and knees and go, I am here. I am worthy and just simply be right here, right now. And I also thought too, um, like, I mean, we can discuss love, the love <laughs> on several topics actually, but as a believer, mm-hmm. and do we have to be a believer to be accepted? What is it that we need to believe to be accepted? What are we looking for as a human being? Mm-hmm. Do you believe in yourself? Do you believe? Right. Do you believe in yourself? Are you here? 
Do you believe in nature? Do you believe in taking that breath? Do you believe that um, that this world is an illusion? Start asking what you are believing in and then the questions to the answers will come to you. And yes. you will get to see, yes. and you will get to see miracles. Everything is a miracle, Cindy, isn't it? Absolutely. Right here, right now, is a it, miracle. It it is. Um, you know, I love the Course in Miracles, and and uh, it, it was the first the first book that I was told to read before I came out to uh, Kentucky. And I devoured this book. It's a, it's a very difficult book to read. You know, some people can only read a, a page, some only a paragraph. And I felt myself just devouring it, you know, 20, 50, 100 pages a day. And really, the Course teaches you to undo those belief systems, the things that we've been taught to believe. It's it's really an incredible read. Um, mm-hmm. I want to just share a little bit about um, this book is so near and dear to me. You know, when you read, or when I read, I'll just keep it personal, when I read this uh, book, A Course in Miracles, basically it was teaching me how to unlearn what I thought I knew and then reteaching me uh, the different concepts. There's one of my favorite um, parts uh, parts of this book is, is from the chapter Teaching for Truth. It says, could you but realize for a single instant the power of healing that the reflection of God shining in you can bring to all the world? You could not wait to make the mirror of your mind clean, to receive the image of the holiness that heals the world. The mm-hmm. image of holiness that shines in your mind is not obscure and will not change. Its meaning to those who look upon it is not obscure, for everyone perceives it as the same. All bring their different problems to its healing light, and all their problems find but healing there. The response of holiness to any form of error is always the same. There is no contradiction in what holiness calls forth. Its one response is healing, without regard for what is brought to it. Those who have learned to offer only healing because of the reflection of holiness in them are ready at last for heaven. There, holiness is not a reflection, but rather the actual condition of what was but reflected to them here. God Mm. is no image, and his creations as part of him hold him in them in truth. They do not merely reflect truth, for they are truth. And, you know, the story about this book, it was given to an atheist. <laughs> and so for those who um, would like to read a, a compelling, wonderful read, this, this doctor uh, psychologist, I think it was a psychologist, who received this, she kind of got the download. And, um, and, and she wrote this book over a period of many years, seven years, I think. Wow. Um, that book has and, been around for quite some time. Yes, mm. it has. And... You know, when you you um, 
talk uh, with so much uh, truth that just emits from your vibration. It's so fun to hear your voice and to talk with you and to and in, interact and to hear your story and how you had to really strip everything back. And, you know, your story of how you couldn't look at this image because you didn't feel worthy. Where does that come mm. from, Heather? I believe it came that- from... Um, that that from the time we are born it's 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 programmed into us that we are not worthy and that we um my father was my father was a catholic and my mother was anglican we didn't i didn't go to church but being brought up in a society of them versus us look at them or if you make a mistake or something it just piles up on us, on our shoulders. And I guess, I guess for me, you know, um, in my nursing career too, I met everyone who was passing over. So what I've done is I took all that experience up until this day to, um, in that, that moment of death, there's two things that happen. Uh, you become frightened, frightened what's going to happen in that moment, or frightened of the unknown. Where am I going? Who am I? Oh, you know, and look, honestly, we're pure energy. And it's like um, the old way of being that um, if you're a sinner, you won't go to heaven. You know, we we carry so much in our system from generation over generation over generation. And I experienced it there. It seemed like a whole eternity, but I experienced what everyone goes through. But when I was nursing these elderly people, hundreds and hundreds of darlings, they all said the same at that point of death. <gasps> They gasp and they know that they're going somewhere and they know that there's a beautiful presence around them. And all of them said, oh, I am worthy. I don't, I don't, um, I, I, I shouldn't have this. This is too pure. I am, I am unworthy. I have done a lot of sinning. I have seen so much in my life but it doesn't matter because you can't hide because God sees all and that's what I love about it that's what I love about um, the beauty of absolutely everything of what is here right here right now and God places Mm -hmm. you are an aspect of him our breath is an aspect of all. Our smile is yeah. an aspect of everything. And that is truth. That is wow. the, re- uh, the reality of us as a human being. If only we would open up our eyes, like the veil to be lifted off us. Um but it can happen here right now, you know. You don't need to wait for something traumatic to happen to you. 
uh, these angels walking amongst us all the time. But do yeah. you have to believe to be a believer? No. Mm. I love that. I I I agree a hundred percent. And everyone that comes to me, I have many people from all different walks of life and all different belief systems. Mm. And I say to those that um, come into the first uh, workshop, which is the cleanse and clear, hey. If you don't want to take Jesus, Mother Mary, Lao Tzu, Buddha, or Maharaj, <laughs> whoever, you know, you can pick uh, Princess Diana. You can you can have oh, great um, days. <laughs> John John Lennon or whoever, you know, um, very mm-hmm. familiar. Um, and you were very much part of the recent healing of of many of the last mm-hmm. year that died. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2016 that you were aware of and uh, uh, so so many amazing people on the planet that have left us just this last year um, some famous, some not um, you know I want to talk about your journey more into the healing work that you do you had the fear you had the the blocks the belief systems and so forth that kept you in that uh, space of being unworthy and then you were able to transcend that um, and tell us about the journey into healing healing others you know I want to just 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 really briefly when you study the uh, course in miracles, you know, it says health is a witness unto health. And if you wish only to be healed, you heal. Um, the only thing that is required for healing is the lack of fear mm. because miracles don't wait on time. And it talks a lot about the holy instant. And, you know, I want to really um, um, have you share with our listeners what oh, was your yes. holy instant? What was your My, holy instant, Heather? Okay. Just in that time, being on the other side, and that, that time when I was, you might as well use the expression, sent back. I came back with three things, and that was to set my people free, that um, look for the blue pill, and that there is no hate and perfect love. Now, I talk about cryptic. <laughs> so, if you could imagine me, if you could imagine me um, waking up, uh, the left side of my body gone and feeling so dense, it was a jolly, wonderful place where I had just come back from. So, I left screaming mm-hmm. and came back screaming into this body form. <laughs> It was it was so hilarious, and each time I I had to I had to get accustomed to the body, if that made sense. I had to the density was so powerful; it felt like I was a concrete brick, and the pain was so wow. so intense. So I had to learn wow. that spontaneous miraculous healing. I had to learn to heal me. If that makes, yeah, yes. it was like I had yes. to learn to yes. Yes. eat 
speak to move the body. But I was kept in such a um, pure state. Each time I would go to sleep, I, I was with God. Each time he would wake me up, it was to get accustomed to what was actually happening here on the flatline, on this density of planet Earth. So I was basically a brand new baby. And I had to learn to, and I'm going to be very, very honest here, I had to learn to lie because I believed in miracles. And people weren't ready for when I did coming out more. Uh, being able to look at someone and they healed. I was actually healing people in the same ward that I was in because I had Jesus. Wow. And I, it was like I, here I was in this coma and this body figure, but yet I was outside of the body. And I was learning the quantum field and I was walking around talking to people that were in their brain injury. We were having a jolly good time. But then I had to learn to come back into the body and go, oh, okay, I can get this body working. But because here in, in this world, if you've got a brain injury, you're actually monitored because <laughs> you become a guinea pig, if that makes sense. I couldn't yes. tell anybody that I was talking to God. I couldn't say anything. Mm -hmm. Once I started getting my faculties about me, I had to learn to shut up and be silent and lie because, you know, brain injury brings in a whole different scenario of psychotherapists, um, psychiatric brain injury unit. You know, we're not supposed mm -hmm. to um, speak of, oh, did you see that? <laughs> they would lock you up if, if wow. you told them that you were seeing God or speaking to God, mm -hmm. or the spirit realm, or the angels, or having that higher perception. So I shut up, and I had to become a miracle within the miracle, but in a gentle way. So I was like this, this brand new kid on the block, and I was, I could see, and I still do to this day, see through people's bodies. I could walk through people's bodies, in the quantum field, I could be here and be everywhere in this in this ward. So actually, um, the uh, Burwood Hospital actually, I was teaching the occupational therapists and the speech and language therapists. I was teaching my doctors that someone like me can survive, that we do survive if we are left alone with whoever is helping us from the spiritual realm. So I remember the day that I was being six months psychiatric because they had to find deficits creating functional impairment. So I was living, I was living this blissful, loving, gorgeous life, and yet I had to live in the world of um, people taking notes on me. Um, I had to be very careful, and that was the split was the, the spiritual realm, which was heaven, and the earthly realm where people didn't know what to do with people like us. So mm -hmm. that was the miracle, but I had to be very careful of what my words were going to be or how I was acting. But Jesus goes, he goes, shh, Heather, 
oh, I have to bring you back. For me to be um, let out of hospital, let out of jail, so to speak, I had to learn to make a cup of coffee. And there were six OTs there. Um, this is when I was in rehab, having to learn to live out in the world. Like I had to go to my mum and dad and they had to care for me uh, because I would do some crazy things while I was reprogramming my brain. And I remember, cup of coffee? What's a cup of coffee? And they said, we need you to take this cup and make a cup of coffee, boil the jug and make a cup of coffee because you will be discharged. But if you can do these small things, these small tasks, we're looking at sending you home. So I said to Jesus, I said, I don't know, I don't know what coffee is. How do I make a cup of coffee? And then lo and behold, the angels came in and distracted the OT. And Jesus made that cup of coffee. <laughs> that oh, that's miracle. awesome. Jesus made that cup of coffee awesome. and they turned around and this cup of coffee was sitting there. My life was so awesome. miraculously crazy, quirky, gorgeous, and so joyfully happy that we have forgotten. So I had been accustomed to, um, even to this day speaking to you and the viewers out there, I had been accustomed to be silent of the joy that I see, the crazy um, miracles that I see, and that ability to stand in front of a crowd of 100, 200 people, which I stopped about eight months ago because I was distracted, to be able to stand up in front of people just like you, Cindy, just like everybody else, and just look in that breath and masses are healed. We are, it's always been there, but people like us that are unafraid to step out, in that moment, miracles happen. People get up out of their wheelchairs and walk again. I have seen um, legs that have been in old men, uh, old gentlemen, so ill, they're falling off. And there's no pulse and they have ulcers. I have witnessed cancers and children's brains disappear and children learn to swallow for the first time. I have witnessed, um, oh, wow, incredible. When you come to New Zealand, I'll take you there, okay? <laughs> I have witnessed babies being born. I don't know how many babies in one night. You know, we are in incredible times. But for me, I've had to put it behind closed doors because of people saying, the, the world isn't ready for you. You can't do this because you'll scare people. You can't say that mm. you can jump through bodies and with one click of a finger, um, their back pain is gone. Or their, um, but it's only in God's will because I listen and I'm silent at that same time. So I kind of 
I kind of have grown up in these last 16 years, 17 years behind closed doors. And I mean, you and I were talking about mm. it the other day. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, there's some incredible healers across the globe. You've got John of God and, and all these other people. But for me, I go, but can't we all do it? Can't every single one of us be that? Do we have to have a special gift to to showcase? Do we have to become something that we're not when it's so natural? In a breath, you're able to heal another human being. They are the miracles. That's the course of miracles, of having to go within, mm-hmm. clean ourselves up, cleanse, clear. And I have this saying, sometimes when I'm broken because I'm all, sometimes I do, because I feel so alone. I go down on one knee and I go, holy, holy, here now, here now. And I sign myself with the seal of the cross and here now goes, I'm actually here. This is my world. When is it that I'm allowed to bring my world out into the rest of the world? And, you know, look, the topics that you and I can discuss upon because you and I are so similar when it comes to this miraculous healing. These are only words, spontaneous healing, prayer, meditation, whatever you want to call it. It's there. And all we need to do is ask for it and to receive it. And that is in the simplicity. That's That's the truth. Yes. You know, the Course uh, in Miracles, and and this isn't, you know, I'm not a teacher or anything (laughs) of the Course, (laughs) but um, I'm excited because everything that you're saying just uh, reminds me. Um, In the beginning of A Course in Miracles, basically it says nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. Herein lies the peace of God. And um, oh, there's so much. There's so much to talk about, Heather. I'm just so excited to have you on the line. And, shall, and shall, I tell, shall I give you the story about? You know, when I said to you before about joy and crazy and play childlike wonder when I first came out I I didn't I didn't know anything about spirituality up until about six years ago so I spent my whole 10 first 10 years just being with God and then I was introduced to I didn't know what a tarot card was I didn't know what um a medium was I didn't. I hadn't heard of them before. I right. I didn't go to church. I didn't know about the the archangels and the masters or um, the great ones. All I knew was about God and Jesus. And it, and <laughs> I I was doing this radio show in Taranaki. Uh, because I had a message to deliver. So I thought I'd give the radio show. Plus I was working and my husband was over and working overseas. 
and I came across the shop and it was a crystal shop. And that's my first experience with crystals. I didn't know what crystals were. And I remember walking into the shop and I looked around. You know, I felt like in a strange place ever since I, I came here because it is a rebirth, being born again from death, returning from a near-death experience. And I thought to myself, oh, this is interesting. But because I can pick up on vibration by looking at something, I, I know where a crystal comes from, where it came out of the ground, what its vibration is. That was my life. That was my, wow. my being. So I look at things and go, oh, yeah, okay. So that was the beginning of my spiritual investigation, I call it. And yeah. I just thought, honestly, that everyone could see, feel, touch, taste, hear. Um, but then I suddenly realized that no one didn't. And I looked at these beautiful people and I go, hi, like a child, teenager going into a store, well, to anywhere. And they go, hi. And I go, oh, this is beautiful. And I started meeting people this way. And that kick started my spiritual journey of that. And I looked at cards and I go, oh, yeah, okay. But I'm a visionary. I can tell you what is wrong. or But I do not foretell futures. So it was a, an incredible journey in this walk to where it brings me up today. But I never lost sight. I never lost sight um, of that direct line to God. I never, I never had to go through someone else or go through a ascended master or a guru because I met a lot of them over these last couple of years. I didn't have to. I uh, threw some panties because people said, "But you can only go through this or this or this to reach God." And I said, no, we all have that direct line to God. Yeah. So that was the yes, internal battle that I started having within because I assumed that everyone has a direct line to God. Mm -hmm. And if we can build uh -huh. that again for many people um, of belonging, then many miracles will happen across this earth plane. So that was my funny, funny experience. So, so my craziness in my beautiful world was I ended up working at that shop uh, possibly about six months into there because I had this healing gift and I met a wonderful, uh, renowned medium, which is the Nicholson, and I actually went to her show and she does sensing murder and all these other things. And I thought, well, I'm just going to give this a go because she pulled me up at her show. And she goes, and you, you have the gift of healing. Look at your hands. But I was sitting on my hands. But it was only knew that me that knew that I had this gift to be able to do one touch and someone was healed. So I decided to work in this crystal shop out the back. 
and I started getting lots of clients. Many people were coming through the, the door. And this particular night, I had this incredible dream. And I was summoned by this um, large being. And he was huge. He was actually on a walker. And I was told, when I was summoned, I was told I had to take a shortbread biscuit. Do not look into his eyes. So I, I went, and this is in my dream sleep, dream time. And I went, and I bowed, and I gave him this biscuit. And what he did was he blew in my third eye like a blessing. And I thought, okay, all right. But I was still in the dream when I woke up, but I had a clinic at 10 o'clock. I was to open up the shop. And when I walked off the street into this little wee shop entrance, guess what was sitting there? The shortbread biscuit that I had given in my dream. Wow. So miracles exist. And that was my indication that I was on the right track. And it was just an initiation for me to keep going. And I always get there, those signs from those physical signs. But when we step into a gift, because we all have them, we have to experience things like that. We have to experience um, downtimes, sad times, 40 days, 40 nights in the desert, having to reconnect after being disconnected. We must go through pain and sorrow to be able to come through and see the wonders of the miracles of this earth plane. We have to deep dig within our own being first. We have to look for those signs because those signs are there continuously. But I love looking for the physical signs. I love... Um, like the shortbread biscuit, I can tell you many things about um, the physical presence because it's real. We haven't gone anywhere. We don't need to go anywhere if we could just understand that everything is here within us and we all have the ability to be change, be love, be, be, be. Be who you are, yeah. and that being who you are gives another human being in the osmosis effect for them to be who they are. And what does this world need the yeah. most is kindness, kindness to another human being. Oh, yeah. Kindness to wow. another human being. I couldn't agree more. You know, mm. there is only love. And... um we are here to learn how to let go of the ego and to step into our highest self. You know, when I do the cleanse and clear, and speaking of the cleanse and clear, the next one is March 6th, Monday night, 8 o'clock Fantastic. Um, one of the things is just to release. It's, mm. it's actually everything. It's it's the one thing that I've always done 
when I first started doing the healing work, you know, I was really gung ho, and I still am gung ho. <laughs> but I was, I was wanting everybody to have these miraculous, wonderful transformations, and not everybody was ready. I was having some hit and miss <laughs> results. <laughs> And I was like, what the heck is going on? I mean, I'm a cooperative component, right? And you guys taught me how to do this, right? And So why am I having mixed results? And they said, you know, my, my teachers said, you've got to prepare them. You've got to raise their energy. Their vibration yes. must be higher to really come into alignment with the healing. So the cleanse and clear although it's one of my favorite things to do, it's the foundation to all the other wonderful uh, miracles and, and workshops that we do at Lifeline Healing. And uh, I'm just so excited that you were able to partake in that, um, what was it, a couple months ago or so. Yes. And um, can you tell us about, experience? we're just going to take okay. a little... Detour for a second. We're okay. talking about healing. We're talking about cleanse and clear. Mm-hmm. We're talking about really preparing, you know, with healers. You've got to heal yourself in order to heal. You know, um, the only way to heal is to be healed. And so, Heather, I know that you know this principle very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't offer a service to someone else that you do not have. And so um, you do a lot of cleansing and clearing before each session. And then you hopped on to one of my uh, guided cleanse and clears. I just, I really haven't had the chance to talk to you in detail about your experience. So I'd love for you to share about that. Thank you. My experience, because I have been trained, I'll say that I've been trained in a certain way of holy of holy for three years when I hopped on to Cindy's call I straight away knew that this was home and why I say it was home is because this is what I was accustomed to of the deep cleansing and clearing so I knew that for several months I had been in a journey that um that took me into into depths of despair and I couldn't shift several things. I thought I could and I, I'm, I'm one woman that doesn't ask for help. So when this came up, uh, Cindy put on this event, I was a little bit hesitant and then I thought, no, I heard in the back of my mind, you need to attend, Heather. You need to attend. And it was that little ego that was little wee fighting with me. <laughs> Because we're all human. No, you protect yourself pretty well. No, you cleanse yourself pretty well. No, you don't need cleaning. So that little mind chatter started happening with me. So when I get that mind chatter, I know that I am supposed to attend. When there's a little bit of friction of, nah, look at you. You don't need that. You're a healer. That means that I've got to be there because there is stuff in my system that that needed to be cleansed and cleared and I began to trust and I trusted Cindy I was safe it was sacred and for me it was holy when I entered so my experience is as a healer um, none of us none of us are immune to what is actually happening out there 
and I realised when I began to hear you, Cindy, in the cleansing clear, I suddenly began to remember is that as healers, as uh, light workers, as no matter doctors, nurses, teachers, mothers, fathers, children, bakers, writers, whoever you are in this world, we need all to remember that we are not immune to um, what is actually happening out in the world. And we pick up particles and we pick up stuff out there. We pick up attachments, I call them hitchhikers. We pick up, um, if you would like to use the word entities, I do. We pick up, we pick up things and it's just a natural state of being. And I believe that this is what we have forgotten to do as um, healers is that self-care, is that having to find a place, a sacred holy place for us to go to receive, to receive. And in that moment, I knew that I was safe and I just allowed, and that was the very first one that I attended. And you took me, um, you took many of us on a journey and we began to clear and cleanse and what I like about it is um, well that that was holy that was pure and for, for coming from me anyway that was um, so sacred that I recommend everyone to attend and I have chosen to promote more of Cleans and Clear because people don't speak about it, Cindy. People don't talk about mm -hmm. I noticed a lot of people, a lot of light workers don't. They seem to spend so much time in the light that they actually forget that we've actually got a shadow to clean up. Um, and that is out of balance. We need to... It's like brushing your teeth, isn't it? <laughs> really, it is. it is. We brush our teeth three times a day. We shower sometimes twice, three times a day. We, um, but we forget about ourselves and that darker side. And we need to learn to integrate it and to understand that we are not immune, that we have to turn up. I, I, it's, it's like it was like I was entering an altar, a baptism in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> That's all I could explain by attending wow. that very first one. It was like it was like I was standing before Christ, and He was cutting away all dross that was no no longer needed, and cutting through particles that I had collected. Um, when I was studying, Cindy, we would go on a sabbatical every six months. And in that six months, you know, the first week, we were kind of in a cleanse and clear. This was VNTC, Victorious Ministry Through Christ. And it was like, 
we actually have forgotten to do it daily on a daily thing and we should be cleansing and clearing ourselves before we go to sleep at night time because we don't know whose dream are we dreaming whose pain are we feeling if we're these empaths or sensitive creatures Whose suffering are we feeling if we're feeling low? Why are we suffering? Is it because I've picked up a hitchhiker because I've just been in a whole hall uh, healing that particular day? Or it could be in the hospital ward that you work at. You know, you're working with death and dying. Everything is energy. Uh, we could pick up something from the shop if we're that sensitive being. Whose thoughts are we feeling when we fall asleep? Who's in our last thoughts at the end of the day? And I mean, that topic could go on for, for centuries because I know so much about yeah. that. But the cleanse and clear, and what I got from you, Cindy, was wholeness again. And that I'm eternally grateful for because what you do is mastery. So thank you deeply. That's my experience. Wow. <clears throat> thank and I never you. got a chance to tell you. I was going to do you a, um, a testimonial. But then again, I went on to another one. And then something else shifted. And then I listened into a recording of another. So it's an ongoing process. And I recommend that we all should do it. If you forgot. Oh, thank you. Mm. Yeah, cleanse and clearing, however you do that. And I know that for many, um, they have their own ways of doing it. Um, this cleanse and clear that I do has evolved over time. And I've had some really amazing wonderful teachers. I work very closely with Jesus and Mother Mary, um, Ganesh, you know, there's many, many, many teachers um, and healers, ascended masters, avatars, and it's such a humbling work. You know, mm -hmm. uh, if there's anybody out there that wants to know more about this, um, lifelinehealing.org or on Facebook, the same. You can just go up to the search and type in Lifeline Healing. Dot org. Um, thank you, Heather. That's um, wow, phenomenal. <laughs> we're going to take a short break, and and uh, we're going to come back with Heather more about the work that she does, and and her processes, and her experience, and testimonial of uh, Heather Ellis Drake. When we come back, we're going to take a short break. For, uh, stay with us here on Connections with Cindy Summer. We'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in to Connections with Cindy Summer. We're so happy to have you on the line. Connections is sponsored in part by LifelineHealing.org, where healing is the norm, not the exception. Here's a recent testimonial of LifelineHealing.org, sent in by Grace Blue Rock. Cindy, I'm so grateful for the emergency healing session I had with you last week. I was in a deep place of disillusionment, fear, and emotional hurt. I needed help and had already tried everything I knew to try before contacting you. 
You accommodated me quickly, and I felt that my healing was your priority. You were so genuine and real and caring. During our session, I started feeling the healing taking place immediately. I felt enveloped in love and wholeness throughout our time together. After this session, and still today, I feel more relaxed and peaceful than I have in a very long time. My negative thoughts and pain are not consuming me anymore. I feel solid and grounded in my body. It's been so long since I've felt so good. And you taught me tools that I can use for myself that are continuing to keep the healing to happen in my life. I'm so grateful for you and your work in this world. Thank you and many blessings to you. If you need help letting go of the things that no longer serve your highest and best good, contact Cindy Summer at lifelinehealing.org today by calling Tie Peace In. That's Tie Peace I-N, 843-732-2346. Now back to the show. Well, thanks for listening to that uh, short break. I'm going to bring on a, a song. I want every one of the listeners to listen to the words of this song. It's called, I Can Do This. We'll be right back. thousand times I played it all out in my mind and now it's time to go time to give the world the show that I, I've been dreaming all my life I'm gonna give myself a chance I'm, I'm getting off the fence the way it's over yeah it's my life this is my life
thank you. Wow, I love that song. Um, David Osmond sang that song. You know, the Osmond brothers. Well, that's Alan's son. <laughs> Can you believe that? If you're old enough to know who the Osmond brothers were <laughs> and are, then um, thank you for joining it. Um, we're going to bring Heather Ellis Drake back on the line and uh, welcome back to the show, Heather. Uh, hey, thank so you, great to have you here. Um, you know, we, we're talking about um, Heather's story, her life, and her transition into um, uh, into death and out mm-hmm. into life and into healing. And as a healer, uh, I want to shift into miracles from heaven. Let's talk about that. What do you have to say about that, Heather? Miracles from heaven. What does that mean to you? You know, I was just thinking before, like when I said to you, sharing sharing with the viewers, you people, about the shortbread biscuit and how we, um, there are signs out there that if we're feeling very, 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 very broken, very alone, and that part I was, there are always signs there. You know, we see so many people with such depression, anxiety, um, PTSD. Uh, so many things happen to humanity. And with miracles from heaven, I call it miracles from heaven, is because there's always miracles there. And I just like to ask you all, have you ever felt, and when you've been in your lowest ebb, where there's no one to cry out to, there's no one there to support you, that no one understands you, Uh, no matter what you're going through, have you ever felt someone standing beside you? And it doesn't necessarily have to be God. It could be a a sense of um, someone who's passed over like a father, a mother, a brother, a sister. You may have lost a child and you can feel them passing by or noticed a song on the radio or a colour of a dress or everyone loves picking up um, feathers in front of them. Those are the miracles from heaven but I'd love to share a little bit more about um, how it was for me learning to to live in this world. And it's certainly no different to all of you out there after such a huge loss of family, children, home, money. How do we how do we get back up again? And here I was fighting a deficit, which I must have looked really ridiculous in my walking and my speech and talking. But I decided to actually listen. My father was uh, dying of cancer at the time. So I, I walked away uh, from nursing because I had to learn to go back there. And I thought... Where was I going to go? How was I going to build my life up again? And these are the miracles from heaven. And I can only share 
my experiences. So here I was in the middle of a South Island here in New Zealand, so alone, so broken, and I had to have, uh, I had many choices. I wanted to go back to God. I didn't want to be here. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, when I made my decision that I, in my tantrum, in my depression, that I didn't want to be around people anymore, I ended up on a pig farm, <laughs> an outdoor pig farm. And for me, wow. there was no money. There was no money. I didn't get what everybody else was getting. If I'd had a car accident, I'd receive some sort of compensation. But for me, you know, I had to, I had to, I had to, I mean, I could live on breath of fresh air, but I had to learn. And I knew that I was a disgrace. Um, I felt unworthy again, just being here in this earth plane. My speech was so cryptic. I, my brain runs 10 seconds more than what my actual speech and my language and my, um, my sounding in my head and the physical presence. So the miracles from heaven, if, if we really listen, total brokenness, that we are never alone. If we could only just use our senses, our neuro senses, you know, of that small touch on our shoulder or that love. We don't need some, someone to drop in front of us, but if we could just listen a little bit more, I just want to establish here that you are never alone. So what happened was I ended up in um, a pig farm and I was ready for the, the 360 kilo pigs. And I looked at these pigs and I was accepted into this position. And then I thought, okay, God, you've taken me out of that depression. You've taken me away from humanity and you've placed me in the middle of the, uh, the South Island outdoors. And now I had to really learn how to get this body going and be with the pigs. And those pigs, those 360 pigs, um, being out there day in, day out in all sorts of weather, that was my devotion. That was my initiation of um, correcting the body, posture, uh, being with God, listening to the pigs, because the pigs were teaching me things. Um, having to learn to run, I would stumble over pebbles that were only so big because I had to, um, I fell, I skinned my knees, I bled, I was bitten, I was chased, I was, I had to <laughs> learn to drive, and I rose so strong in that time of um, yeah, it was depression because everyone left me for dead. Everyone left me in a hospital. And I will say this, my husband at the time, everyone abandoned me. No one there was there physically in my deepest, darkest hour. So what I'm saying about the miracles from heaven is that when we get into our darkest, deepest, darkest, darkest times something incredible 
takes over the angels from heaven in a form of pigs, and I'm really serious here, or a form of an animal, or everything that we need in that moment is actually given to us. But sometimes, sometimes I have seen, you know, even today when I go out into the streets, the sorrow and the pain across people, you know, everyone is experiencing um, relationship issues, um, a loss, a death, um, money issues. How am I going to survive? How am I going to feed my children? Why am I feeling so depressed all the time? What is always against me? Who is against me? Why can't I get ahead? Why do I suffer this illness? I say it could be MS. Why am I a healer and I'm still in pain? If we only knew that heaven is on earth, miracles from heaven are actually here, then our world is a different place. And I will say this, we need to go through that stuff to realize that. We need to go through suicidal thoughts. We need to go through um, suffering, pain. Everybody does in their own way. But there's that beauty within that moment. And it's in that choice of listening and being still is where the miracles from heaven will come from. Because the whole company of heaven is sitting there waiting for us. They haven't gone anywhere. We are not left. We are not forsaken. But, you know, several times there I thought that I was so alone. And when Jesus did turn up, I kicked him in his shins. Why did you (laughs) forsake me? Why Why did you leave me? And then I had this Negro turn up several months ago, and he still hasn't gone. And it's hallelujah, you know, he's still here. And I started to begin to listen again because of my last eight months journey. I've taken down the the dark rabbit hole. But I'm glad that I rose again because I have learned so much. And they are the gifts. They are the miracles from heaven. And if we only listen, and if we only just put our hand on our heart and go, take that breath. And if you can't get that breath, if you're feeling anxiety, depression, just take another breath. Find someone. Reach out to Lifeline Healing. Now I'm doing my brag here. Reach out to them because Cindy (laughs) helped me. Cindy helped me even though we met. You know, she had a quality in there that I needed. She has a quality in there that, um, you know, where does the healer go, Cindy? Who heals the healer? We, we, We beat ourselves up so strongly. Who heals the healer? Where can we go without judgment? And I believe in my heart 
and my knowing. When I met Lifeline Healing, Cindy Summer, I knew that I was home. I sound like Boris Gump here, but I knew that I was home, that someone will accept me for who I am as this incredible woman living this earth plane. And that is the miracle from heaven. Actually, it is the blue pearl. Because, you know, Cindy, you the, the people that I've seen you with over the last couple of months, incredible shifts among people. You have something that I know that is within me, but you are really good at that gifting. And I, I have said to my clients and I've said to many people to begin a healing journey, how about going to Cindy Summer to receive a cleanse and clear? Then your healing journey will begin. We need to cleanse and we need to clear ourselves for our healing to take place. Um, you know, I, I was standing in front of, I was standing on stage at the Quality Hotel here in New Zealand, and I looked at the people that came before me. And the show must go on, right? And I looked at everybody and I said to Jesus, I go, wow, that's a great vision. And what he showed me was all these broken people, these healers that were so broken and unbalanced. And I, I, I had deep compassion, deep love for them. What is it that you want me to do? How am I to be in service today for you? And this is what we should do for another healer, for each other. And Jesus goes, but look, Heather. And I looked even further, and there must have been about 60, 70 people there. And I go, oh, you're right. What they've done is they had put so much protection around them, protection, 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 that they started to actually... Um, rubberfied, you know, they it felt like that they had really closed themselves in with this protection. So they couldn't get mm. hips anymore. And they were so tight and they were so piercing, um, zigzaggy in the etheric field that they were too scared. They were too, too scared. So they keep on putting another protection around them. For anyone that's had surgery to get rid of a, a, a bubble or a, um, a pump hole, you've got to pop it. And that's what happened that evening. And I stood up in front of them and I said, I'm looking at you and I'm seeing that you put far too much protection around you because you haven't cleared yourself out. How about we just unzip that protection right here, right now, calling in all four corners of the earth or guardians of the earth in this moment and you step up out of that protection because you all are carrying this thick rubber glove all over you. So we did that. And I think this is what is, is so basically needed for another healer to be able to go to someone like you or someone like that person or that person, because you've done your cleanse and clearing, because you are a clear vessel, 
that is a miracle from heaven. And we need to to just simply listen, to simply understand that we need to step up out of um, dilly doop. <laughs> because because we're protecting <laughs> ourselves, we're protecting ourselves left, right, and centre from that, 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 that. All these attacks out there, and we are in our mind's eye. Sometimes we are creating gremlins. On ourselves, we actually have forgotten our thoughts become things. Yes, there is a dark force out there. Yes, we are, have these incredible minds that we can produce these phantom attachments, hitchhikers. But we can only get rid of it when we do a cleanse and cleanse. Cleanse and clear. Clear and cleanse. So the miracles are from heaven is... No matter what you're going through, suffering. I said once, oh, I think it's, I said it on TV, suffering is unnecessary until you actually had enough. So now here's a question yeah. for you is, have you had enough of that pain? The suffering, the craziness. Mm. Is your soul essence ready to step up into something new? Are you ready to receive the wealth and abundance? I'm not talking about money here. I'm talking about joy, happiness, laughter. That is the counteract of depression, sorrow, um, unworthiness. Are you ready to step up into but first you need to cleanse and clear to receive these most amazing gifts that are bestowed upon us. No matter where you are in the world, who you are, what your beliefs are, if you don't believe, whatever you choose, because it's you, we simply want you to be you. You know, no amount of book or no amount of um, modality no amount of going after healer, after healer, after healer, after healer is actually going to help you until you stop, stop, drop, and listen. Listen to what is being said to you. What is it that you need? How can we help you? How can amazing, incredible people just like you and I, how could we possibly help you on your next part of your journey? Are you suffering? You know, I, I have to say this, Cindy, what is PTSD? Mm -hmm. You know, all it is really basically is that someone isn't there loving you the way that you are intended to be loved and the recognition of me seeing you and what I saw in you, Cindy, and seeing all those people out there. Once I see you in that silence, I may not speak, but in that silence is the freedom and you become pain-free. 
but the sacred space is made again, especially with your cleansing clear, there is a sacred space made for every single human being to make that shift into what they know that they are. And that's what the miracles from heaven are. You know, I said that in my book that's coming out Sunday, it's, it's called The Split, but it's about an oracle. And actually the oracle is me because I've actually journeyed this hard, hard journey for 17, 18 years. And I have learned more than what any other human being has learned plus more. And in the book I say, healed. And that command, healed. Whole. And in that wholeness is wholesomeness. Because I see them. I see every everybody. And it's in that seeing is the freedom. Because you've been recognized. Because you are loved. Because you haven't been loved. Many people out there haven't experienced that love and yet they've been seeking it in relationships and sleeping with this one and that one and this one but we have to come to a point in where we must say have you had enough if you've had enough then there are places for people to go and it's right in front of them and that's just through listening listening to those miracles that right, are right there, right now, in front of you. Hmm. I call it the Thank career you. hotline. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. So much contrast. Mm. I was just thinking about how contrast teaches us, moves us, propels us forward. And how the experiences with those that we don't tend to think are wonderful experiences <laughs> um, turn into the the miracle from heaven if we allow it, if we allow the change, you know there's uh one of my favorite parts of this book that I've been talking about all night, the course of miracles called the quiet answer in quietness are all things answered and is every problem quietly resolved in conflict there can be no answer and no resolution for its purpose is to make no resolution possible and to ensure no answer will be plain a problem set in conflict has no answer for it is seen in different ways and what would be an answer from one point of view is not an answer in another light. And it, it goes on to talk about conflict. Conflict to me is contrast. Says, Thus it must be clear you cannot answer anything at all, for conflict has no limited effects. Yet if God gave an answer, there must be a way in which your problems are resolved. For what he wills already has been done. Thus, it must be that time is not involved and every problem can be answered now. Yet it must also be that in your state of mind, solution, solution is impossible. Therefore, God must, be given you, uh, must have given you a way of reaching to another state of mind in which the answer is already there. 
such is the holy instant. This is what we're talking about. We're talking about miracles from heaven. (laughs) We're talking about the holy instant. It is here that all your problems should be brought and left. Mm. Here they belong. For here their answer is. And where its answer is, a problem must be simple and be easily resolved. Mm. It must be pointless to attempt to to solve a problem where the answer cannot be, yet just as surely as it must be resolved, if it is brought to where the answer is, attempt to solve no problem but within the holy instance surety. Mm. For there the problem will be answered and resolved. Outside there will be no solution, for there is no answer there that could be found. Wow. Um, You know, we're talking about miracles from heaven, that to me translates to the holy instant, and that to me translates to contrast. This is how we Mm -hmm. learn. This is how we grow. This is how we move. This is how we become who we are at the core. It's not about Mm -hmm. being who we're meant to be, because we are already that person. Mm -hmm. We are the divine. And uh, I'm just so so grateful for the show. It's you've brought. Uh, I too. So much it's been a long to time. it. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have fun. I, I think that uh, you and I are gonna do some shows together. <laughs> I believe that and, too. Um, be you know, the top the topics you. the topics are just so endless and endless and endless. It's oh, just. Yeah. Um, pretty incredible but I'd like to say from the bottom of my heart to the viewers thank you for listening and thank you Cindy to to have invited me here today just to be with you oh, you're very welcome mm. so thank you and you're very welcome you. mm-hmm. uh, I am so excited uh, because I think this is the first of many shows with Heather and I <laughs> And so it's just going to get better and better and better. And, uh, you know, it is already (laughs) perfect. If you are suffering, if you are in pain, if you are in any kind of dis-ease, please know that Heather and I are here to help. How do people get in touch with you, Heather? Can you give out your email address? Mm, uh, A way to contact you? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, com over there. I have, um, I don't often do much there on, on there because I've created something else. But on there, there's a form that you can fill out if you were wanting, and it just comes through as, as a woo form, and that goes straight into my inbox, and I get back to you within 48 hours. But everything I do now, I had a few clinics here, but all my work now is through um, the wonderful internet, I call it, the God Force. Yes. Mm. Yes. And also too, Cindy, um, if if anybody out there has a topic that you would like us to discuss, please feel free. Give Cindy a message because I just love talking. (laughs) <laughs> and so do I so there's no shortage of that um, you can email me at Cindy Cindy at lifelinehealing.org or hit me up on Facebook uh, at my Facebook fan page lifelinehealing.org and um, I I want to play this amazing song it's called Exactly 
by Amy Steinberg. It is, I just heard it the other day, and it's not left me. The song is, is on the long side. I want you to stay with it, guys, because it'll be worth your time. So we're going to take a break, listen to this song, and then we'll come back right after this.
exactly where I need to be, I need to be exactly where I am, I am a blessing manifest. continues long after it ends. 
or should I say, it doesn't end. I am sure all who work with Cindy will feel comfortable, safe, and guided. And I know in that energy will let go of blocks and create the new. Blessings to you. I look forward to the next time. So grateful to have found you. To read the stories of how Lifeline Healing came together, visit Cindy's blog at lifelinehealing.wordpress.com. And be sure to visit the fan page on Facebook and tell your friends about the show. The number to reach Cindy is Tie Peace In. We are so grateful that you're with us and look forward to our next experience with one another on Lifeline with Cindy Summer. Good night, friend. Much love and many blessings from the Lifeline Angel Team. Good night, everybody. Uh, have a wonderful, wonderful uh, sleep uh, wherever you are in the world. Enjoy and stay in joy. We love you, and we'll see you next time on Connections with Cindy Summer. Bye-bye.